This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, it's that time of the week once again where we come to you with a little bit of black life. My name is Dimitri Masha, and of course, in the studio with me today, I have a young man that uh, I've known for many years, almost 20 years, eh, Malcolm? Yeah, we were at school yeah. together. That's mm-hmm. it. My mic is off. There you go. Well, his mic Hello, is not my mic off is anymore. On there now. you go. Your mic there is on. So, how's things been, man? Yeah, things have been crazy. We've been, been... We were at school together like 20 years ago. 20 years ago. That makes That's us really insane. old. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, we're all geriatrics. And, and actually, the other day was your birthday, wasn't it? It was my birthday. What it was happened? a very interesting day. Um, I, I, woke, I woke up um, to the sound of my doorbell ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's normal, isn't it? No, not really. Oh, um, your doorbell Not on my normally... birthday. But I thought, oh, like, okay, okay, cool, like, who's at the door? And um, I'd overslept because I had quite a wild night the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doorbell was my girlfriend coming to see if I was okay and wish oh, me okay. happy birthday, which was really which is, sweet. Which is really nice. I mean, how, you know, that sounds like something amazing is Absolutely. about to happen right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, the problem was <laughs> that she walked in and... Mm-hmm. Um, I had just gotten out of bed and there was lingerie spread all over my bedroom. Um, oh, you're messing around with lingerie now? No, no. <laughs> I stopped that 20 years ago. <laughs> you haven't done that since high school. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, I was in bed with a stripper. Oh my goodness, Lord. Um, Help me. Jesus. When I, when I, when I put it off like that, it sounds like I went out the night before for a good, like, birthday celebration and took someone home. That's not the truth. Um, I've which, known which that, sounds reasonable. Which sounds reasonable. I mean, it's a, you know, it's the 38th birthday fucking of course it's reasonable um but the problem was like uh, she's not she's not a stripper she's a burlesque dancer she's, oh, a, burlesque, she's a retired which is, stripper which is, she, which is not quite a stripper which is I not mean, quite a stripper i think it's when you say it like when you say it like she's a stripper it sounds kind yeah, of yeah, sleazy, yeah, no. but a burlesque no 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 but look she burlesque. was a stripper though she was a stripper in vegas and she oh. has hunter s thompson's hat well, I mean, that means she's pretty good at this that thing. Means I mean, she's, she's done it on good. an international level. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But um, now, but now, I'm, I'm painting her in a bad light. She's not just a stripper. She's a fucking amazing girl. Okay. And my girlfriend walked in, and she was still there. Okay. So, which is now my ex-girlfriend. Oh, you know, okay. So you, you didn't manage no, to explain that to no. smooth that. And or... look, I mean, it's not fair. Like I'm sitting here with like some kind of male pride about like you know mm. being in bed. But with you're this feeling stripper. very ashamed. I'm feeling terribly ashamed. Okay. I do feel. I do feel. Well, sorry. you got you got a boob in. I've each got hand. two boobs in each hand. That that that, that should help. I know. They, deal with the next couple of weeks. I, they feel great. Being single. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not yeah, the next couple of weeks I am single because she's traveled. She's traveling at the moment. Uh-huh. She's gone to Hungary, which, which you know, we're going to talk about travel tips later. We're also going to talk about why I'm sitting with boobs in my hand. Okay, listen, listen, listen. This sounds like like it worked out in the end because yeah, yeah, it's worked like, out very know, well. So, anyway. so are you now? Are you guys going to be now serious? What, what's the lady's name, by the way? No, I can't give you that. Just okay. Nickname. Although, I mean, how many strippers Initials. out there have exactly. like Hunter S. Thompson's hat? I mean, it's exactly. pretty and obvious now. Oh, really? Hey? I didn't. I don't know. Any no, strippers. you don't know, but she's gonna know. She'll know I'm talking about her. My, okay. my ex girlfriend's gonna know I'm talking about her, which is a problem because my ex ex girlfriend keyed the side of my car and fucked it up good and proper. So like, I need to. I need to really be considerate about which girls <laughs> I start dating. <laughs> I thought I had problems. <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm. You made You're me. So, you make me feel so much better about myself in general. I I think I'm gonna play this podcast um to my wife so that she can realize that you know. But you're such a good guy. I'm an amazing guy. You know, she could have it a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Could, <laughs> <laughs> guys from St. Albans. <laughs> All right, but interesting things have happened over the past week, and some of them quite sad. I'm, I'm really pissed off about what happened with Cecil the lion. Why? Cecil. 
Do we pronounce it Cecil or Cecil? Cecil. Cecil the Lion. Cecil's, I mean, as a name, generally, Cecil's going to get you in trouble. There was a Cecil John Rowe statue that was taken down. And now Cecil the Lion was shot by this dentist from... Pennsylvania or Minnesota or wherever it is. I don't know, somewhere in the States. A friend yeah, of mine, Minnesota. A, a friend of mine put it really well that like, why aren't there more lions killing dentists? That's a good point. That's a good point, but I mean, maybe not all dentists, just this one dentist. Just that one dentist. The problem, the problem I have with it though is that there's more uprage and <laughs> uproar, excuse the pun, about the fact that like a lion was killed and don't get me wrong, it was like, you know, I hate canned lion hunting or illegal lion hunting or like, you know, selling yeah, it as yeah. lion hunting. The problem is there's more international attention given to that than there is to Zimbabwe's elections. Uh, and there are more human rights okay. atrocities going on in Zimbabwe than there are, like, you know, animal but, rights. But you don't, you don't think that we could have, like, like now we're steering that conversation because of C- Cecil's death. Yeah, now right. suddenly we're like, we're able to talk about how bad it is for human beings in Zimbabwe at the moment. Absolutely. Are I they think still having those problems? I thought that that was over now. Everything was cool. Everything was cool. <laughs> well, they said that like people are eating, you know, yeah, it's not yeah, as okay, bad as people are saying. But it's still, it's still like, you know, it's the, the poorest economy on the African continent. It's like, it's, it's worse still, than Sudan. It's worse than Sudan. It's, I mean, I don't know. Look, I'm not very well informed about it. But I just know that like, it, you're right. We should be taking this opportunity to use the the spotlight that is focused on Zimbabwe and say like these are some of the other issues that can be dealt with. I agree. Addressed. But getting back to, to poor old Cecil. Yeah. You know, I mean that's not very May cool. rest in peace. May rest in peace. Cecil we're with you all the way. Our fellow lion in the struggle. You know we you went down like a hero and you need a hero's goodbye. So from us at the Black Life team we wish you Godspeed. Absolutely. What from one Leo to another? Ex- from another Leo to <laughs> another. From like Leo. three, like we're all awesome. Leos, yeah. You know. Fantastic. All right. Now here's the other thing: the Malima trial. What do you know about that? Not much. I just know that he was like let off the hook. Yeah. Is he a- let off the hook because they're saying that they want to reinstate the uh, the, the charges? The charges. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like it feels like. But why did they let him off the hook in the first place? Yeah, exactly. One of them, one of one of the accused is like desperately ill in hospital, right? They couldn't have just said, "Okay, well, we'll give him a month and we'll come back." I mean, this is tax evasion for goodness sakes. This is supposed to be serious. Yeah, I mean, isn't that how they got El Capone in the end? Exactly. They which, couldn't get him on of, crime. No, but it kind of feels like it's all been set up again, like it was with El Capone. It's like you know, are they are they? Is it like a manhunt? Is it like a let's try and take him out on any charges we can find? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about politics. I try not to listen to the news. Because it uh, makes me upset I hear you I hear you But on, on this one occasion I don't know how it is for you But it's like If this was your classic Hollywood narrative Right mm-hmm. Where you have a good guy And a bad guy Who's a good guy anymore And who's yeah. a bad guy I mean at one point we <laughs> There all are got, no good guys in politics yeah, Well that's true So they're all bad guys I mean <laughs> all of them Are making a serious mess I would have thought that Malema Was an obvious candidate Of a bad guy And sudden now There's going to be Vindication SARS has finally got him on these charges because he's going around talking about economic freedom fighters and and I mean let's be honest he's never been an economic freedom fighter for anybody except Malema. But that's the irony, isn't it? Isn't it? Exactly. Tax evasion for an economic freedom fighter. You would expect that like he was he was for paying tax because that's like that would help the poor, exactly. right? Right? But no, he's uh, not about paying anything except for his Johnny Walker Blue, <laughs> and even that I think he probably gets sponsored. And, and now we're thinking, okay, SARS is finally going to get him. Because if there's anyone who's going to get you, it's SARS. I mean, forget about the police. You can murder, rape, pillage, do what you like. The police will do nothing. But, but SARS. evade tax SARS and SARS you. will never forget. Mm-hmm. And, and then SARS just goes, nah, actually, you know what? Not this week. Not this week. Since Praveen Goran's left, it's just become quite toothless. 
Anyway, speaking of police, a friend of mine um, was assaulted on Monday by the police. A lady. Really? Yeah. For what? Lele like Lidwaba how? was assaulted on Monday evening. She's a famous actress um, by a JMPD police officer. And, and, and not a male police officer, by the way. A female police officer. This is supposed to be Women's Month that we're going into. And um, what happened was she was uh, in Kailami. <clears throat> Uh, and she was crossing a stop sign There was a car in front of her And she obviously could see that there's police Who set up a roadblock across the road uh-huh. She stopped, she left And as she was driving off, the police stopped her And the lady was like, you didn't stop I'm going to write your, I'm gonna write you for a ticket So Lele was like, fine, write a ticket But I also need to see some identification that you're a police officer Because even though you're wearing some sort of uniform You, know, you guys could be Absolutely. making it A scuffle breaks out And this woman assaults um, Lele Ledwaba and another police officer Another female police, police officer Is just looking and watching and, and doing nothing about it The only thing that stopped it Was the two other male police officers That were there Got a little bit embarrassed That other motorists Were watching this whole thing And it just didn't Didn't seem right <laughs> I love how you put it They got embarrassed They that were embarrassed that, Oh gosh These other oh, motorists are, It's know. a cat fight That's broken up <laughs> I'm know. embarrassed <laughs> So um, No well, We've got the picture uh, This this The picture of this Female police officer Will be coming out In the Sunday papers uh, I hope uh, It was a good one It was her best side Because she's going to be Very famous <laughs> now And uh, She's getting sued uh, but but the thing is, it, it raises this thing. I mean, how many other people? I know of many people on on carte blanche on Sunday. In fact, there was a whole story about police harassing, um, assaulting ordinary uh, uh, citizens, not, yeah, not even well, criminals. But I mean, there was that guy who was dragged behind the the police van, which is now going on. I mean, the trail. The, the trial. The trial is happening. One of the police officers was acquitted. Uh, and rightly so He had nothing to do with it But the other eight Are hoping that They'll be acquitted too Because they're saying Well yes we dragged him Behind the police van Yes we, we, we smacked him Around a little bit But that was not Why he died Yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> And also like Let it be known That he chipped my tooth Yes So he, he had it coming right? yes. You know like and, He chipped but, my tooth So I was going to drag him Behind the my, my police van For like 20 kilometers yeah, Just yeah, to yeah. show him Absolutely like, you don't do that To a police officer No 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 He chipped my tooth And then they did that I didn't see any of it Oh That's well, what he's claiming That's what he's claiming like, Come now guy Yeah your tooth chips yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> by this guy, but you didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. <laughs> so how do you know he chipped your tooth? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was listening on the radio as well this morning about how police are, are getting killed at a very high level, at a high rate, and it's not great. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't want to hear stories about policemen getting killed, but we really need to get our our whole thing in order when it comes to policemen and women. Yeah, I mean, there were those those passports that were stolen, and like by the car that was hijacked, and they were hijacked apparently by a guy who was in police uniform. That brings me like two questions. Like, how yeah. easy is it to get a police uniform these days? It I mean, like, like it's pretty I, easy, actually. No, I, I'm not talking about the kind that my girlfriend would be wearing. I'm talking about like the legitimate your, your kind current of, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, my current girlfriend <laughs> who takes them off as part of her burlesque show. Um, we're talking about like, how easy is it to get an official uniform, or is this an official cop who's like part of the, the hijacking? And then my second point is, whose passports were stolen? That's what I want to know. All right. Well, my week has been filled with babies crying 
and not sleeping and i'm really exhausted right now um you know i've got a three-week-old baby and she's colic all the time so coming up after the break we're going to talk to some people who are specialists when it comes to breastfeeding uh babies and anything else that you might need because i am i'm I'm not coping man i'm buying everything i'm buying out baby city my wife is hardly getting any sleep and and her boobies are getting dried up so uh, don't go anywhere because we're going to talk about babies yeah <laughs> All right, welcome back to it. You're still on Black Life with me, Timisha Masha. And of course, I'm in the studio with Malcolm. Malcolm. Hello. You're back. Uh, my, mic, my mic. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's always your mic. What the hell, man? <laughs> Come on, Timisha. Come on, get Finger trouble. Finger trouble. Finger trouble, right? <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, as I said, you didn't even congratulate me, Malcolm. I Congratulations. I haven't, I haven't I'm got sorry. a gift from you, Congratulations. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, have a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> got one already. <laughs> this will so come in handy yeah. because I'm not getting any sort of like action at all. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, sorry, dude. you know, when you feel like you are an accessory. An accessory. Really? I, just I feel thought like children are supposed to be the accessory. No, right? children. Is that only for celebrities where you go to like African countries and pick up an accessory <laughs> that like matches? I like... tried that, but they said that South African celebrities just don't have enough cash ah, for okay. that. So, but I'm okay. planning. So you had to have your own. Yeah, yeah, I had to have my own. And, but and but when I make enough money, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do the opposite. You're gonna do. The I'm gonna be an African celebrity who's gonna go to like first world countries and adopt their kids. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think that would work. <laughs> anyway, I've got in the studio with me a couple of very interesting people from Medela. Um, my wife recently had the baby And you know well, For the obviously. first Obviously hey I said that I mentioned that like five times Yeah but, but you wouldn't have the baby Well yeah Thank God for that. <laughs> that was tough dude <laughs> It was something that I, I, I really do not recommend To any guy To try and do And, and I think that You know the, the toughest thing about Having the baby is You want to help you want to be part of it And you can be Of course you can hold hands You can be there You can talk her through it But, you you can, yeah, but really that You're shows, the least sorry, qualified sorry, sorry, guy Sorry, just one thing yeah. just Videotape That shows how fucking old you and I are That we still, using that we still videotape. use videotape Because there's no such thing actually. Exactly What they call it now Is actually I think the right word is is What do you call it? I don't know You Vine, I guess No, but what do you call it When you record it on your iPhone? That, that would be you videoing it You're videoing it Yeah, because there's no tape anymore isn't but it you would better to say you're videotaping? So you, okay. you would say that you're vining it. Sorry, but I derailed what you were saying. Yes, you can, I forgot you, what can, I'm saying. you can participate. You can help as much as you can. You can help her breathe. You can help her with like giving exactly, birth to the child it. that you feel hopeless. And then hopeless. after that, she, you know, obviously you want the baby to start breastfeeding, but the baby couldn't breastfeed right away because there's that whole process of latching. Mm-hmm. You just think that it's going to be a natural and normal thing that the baby's born, baby's hungry now, put it on the breast. Baby will make a plan like It will work out No, it doesn't work that way Okay So fortunately that. We had a breast pump Where even Even the breasts Are new to this whole Breastfeeding thing They have to be like Stimulated mm. Kickstarted mm. If you will mm. You know and, and that's a no-go zone For the guy now Because it's like I would have thought You know, if I was able to say Let me help mm. You know mm. Because my jaw is strong and, and I, you know, <laughs> but apparently it doesn't work that way. We had to, have, they had to have a pump. But in the studio with me, I've got uh, Kerry Reich from Medela as well as uh, Roger Pitt and Jane Pitt as well. How are you guys doing? Thanks Very well, us. thank you. Good, good. We're glad to have you because as a, a first-time dad, uh, uh, I was really confused. There was a lot of things. I'm still confused. There's a lot of things I actually don't know. Um, and there's a lot of things that uh, I need help with. So... Why is it important? And I found that when we were in the hospital, because we were at Park Lane, I'm going to ask you this, Kerry. We were at Park Lane Hospital. And um, 
like I was telling Malcolm, I thought it would be a simple thing. Baby's born, put on the breast, everything's going to work. But Park Lane had all these breast pumps there for just that very thing. Um, a lot of the time, the hospital-grade breast pumps are more for the moms that are in the neonatal ICU. Um, so those babies are often too small or too weak to actually get onto the breast. But we find with early stimulation and, and preferably within that first hour after birth, that we can help moms get into a full milk supply with baby not doing the stimulation themselves. But ultimately with you guys and a, and a natural delivery at full term and all of mm. that. Well, it actually we wanted natural, but it didn't work out that way. It, it ended up being a cesarean delivery because the baby just was not going down. And in fact... Hell no, I'm not coming out. <laughs> no, it was literally <laughs> a like scary that. place out there. With, with a cesarean, you know, you expect that they cut her open and there's the baby's head. It wasn't there. She was, she actually started moving further up. So they had to literally push her down and she came out very surprised. She was like, what? WTF? <laughs> I was having a good time in there. Leave me alone. And she was at full term. She was at 40 weeks. Um, so they are. I had exactly the same with my first baby. Um, 18 hours of labor. She wasn't coming down. Eventually found that she had quite a short cord. Um, so after the cesarean, um, I made sure that I had backup all the way. So I actually had a lactation consultant that was there with me to, to assist right after the delivery. What was quite surprising for me, though, was I don't know what they gave me because I think I had a bit of a panic attack on the table while they were doing the Caesar. Um, and when I kind of came round and realized what was all going on, I was sitting in the, in the ward with my boobs out. Um, the lactation consultant trying to latch the baby, mm -hmm. but there in front of me was my dad. <laughs> That's very awkward. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> so it was a bit of a strange moment for me, but with that support right from the very, very beginning and getting um, baby um, supported with the lactation consultant mm -hmm. and onto the breast in that first hour, even though I think I wasn't completely compassmented through the process, it certainly helped me to be more successful with breastfeeding along the whole course of it. Um, I was also lucky enough that that lactation consultant with my first baby, um, once I got home, and this is what a lot of women experience is, when we're in the hospital, so um, natural birth, we tend to stay in about three days, a Caesar birth about four days. Once our milk comes in, if it's a natural birth, round about day three. If it's a Caesar birth, our milk only comes in round about day four. So what's actually happening in the hospital when we've got all that support, we've got the nurses, we've got the lactation consultants and everybody there to help us, we're not actually producing breast milk yet. Ah. So we only got those very, very, very small amounts of what we call colostrum. It's quite a thick, sticky, yellow-looking yeah, stuff. I noticed that. And it's your baby's ultimate first antibodies. It's got everything that um, to build up your baby's immune system and get it ready for life in the in outside world. Mm. It's also got a laxative effect, so um, ah. it gets them to start passing those first poos, which is called meconium. And I'm sure, as a first-time dad, you were quite shocked when you saw what came out of your beautiful little girl. <laughs> it wasn't as beautiful, but I was still, I was still like, oh look, it's our first poo. I just wanted to take a picture, but I couldn't post it. On, uh, on social media. No, no, you just can't go there. That's, go. <laughs> that's a shit thing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing that we found was, obviously you want to give the baby the breast milk and the colostrum to start with. Um, why is that so important, Jane? As opposed to like, uh, like your nans and, and, and formula, as we call it. 
Because colostrum's got everything that a human baby needs, mm-hmm. and formula has copied, tried to copy it, but they actually can't copy it. They actually can't. But what do you do for for people who literally they're, they're just n- not able to produce milk, and and how do the breast pumps help with that? Physically, there's less than 2% of the female population that physically cannot breastfeed or produce breast milk. Okay. What we find tends to happen is it's unfortunately bad advice and bad information that moms get. So a lot of the time they are told in the hospitals in those early days, goodness me, you're not producing milk. We better give your baby a top-up feed. Um to get things going but ultimately all our bodies are actually physically capable in okay. those early days is maybe a teaspoonful of colostrum at a time mm. a lot of moms will be helped to hand express right mm. in the very beginning mm. if mm. baby is and, and especially after a caesar birth or something or quite a, a long drawn out natural birth the babies are tired the moms are tired um, and that's where sometimes the, the nurses can come and help. They'll hand express the mom, get those little bits of colostrum um, into a colostrum cup, onto a teaspoon, and give it to the baby that way. And once everybody's had a bit of time to rest and feeling a bit stronger, that we keep trying to get them onto the breast, keep trying. Yeah, and, and well, with that sort of thing as well, how important is it to, to have that the support, the mechanical support, I suppose, from a pump? Because what I found with my wife is that once there was that action happening, her breast got into the groove of when baby arrives, this is actually what is supposed to happen. What we're very fortunate with with our pumps is that we, we've got Medela invented two-phase expression, and that is based on how a newborn baby itself actually sucks. So when you first put a baby to a breast, they start with a very light, soft, quick sucking action. And especially in those early days where mom is just producing colostrum and baby's just getting to know mom. They're discovering each other. Baby will tend to play with the nipple a lot more than actually latch and drink as mm, such. I see. So that's the, the stimulation phase on the pumps will, will mimic that kind of um, very light soft quick sucking action and then the expression phase would be more like a latch and a drink a suck uh-huh. swallow action can i just contextualize here we're talking about this because it's breast month right yes so that's why month. we're talking about this not because i mean i just needed to contextualize that and for myself because well i was sitting here going like why are we talking like <laughs> and, and i'm a new come father in and talk about breast pumps i'm a new father i, I like, need to know this stuff pumping. i can do that sort of thing. <laughs> and no problem See, it's, I, I, i'm not a new father i have no intention of having a child but what if you you mistakenly had a child without like even having planned one what would you do then Mark? what would You'd i be, be calling me i would you? i would go back and listen to this podcast and figure out what i needed to do <laughs> in terms know. of breast pumps <laughs> And I call you. I go like, hey, okay. What do you do? What do I do? Like, listen. Uh, uh, not only is August breastfeeding month, it's women's month. It is. Um, but it's this week, from the 1st of yeah. August to the 7th of August, is actually World Breastfeeding Week. And the theme this year is breastfeeding and work. Let's make it work. Okay. Um, and it's actually a global call to corporations to moms, ah, to individuals, okay. to dads, to support breastfeeding moms, to also get in touch with companies, with employers, 
to make um, places available, to make time available to moms so they are actually able to breastfeed and continue breastfeeding when they come back to work. And here in South Africa, a lot of us full-time working moms do come back to the workplace at around about four months. Yeah, which is extremely short compared to the the world average, isn't it? And the World Health Organization also recommends that moms breastfeed exclusively for the first six months of life. So that gives us two months where we, we actually need to be able to express our milk at work to bring it home and be able to still give that ba- to the baby for the nanny or the creche or whoever's looking mm, after them mm, during the mm, day while mm, moms are back mm. at work. So it's, it's a call to I, action for that. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, it's quite interesting because at the moment there's been a lot of awareness about breastfeeding in public. There's been like quite a, quite a, like, Feminine kind of a uh, feminist call to say that it's fine. There's no, there's no problem with it, and I have no problem with it either. Not from a perversion like no, kind of course not. Like I, I, I build myself looking like that, but it's not. Like I think, I think it's really important for women to be able to do that because I, you know, how else do you feed your child? And it gets frowned mm. upon. I mean, I'm assuming that your opinion on this is that it's perfectly It's amazing normal. to know where in the world, where in time, did it become unnatural and unnormal. For a mom to breastfeed her baby, which is what every other mammal on the planet does without yeah. having eyes raised at them. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I guess maybe society has gone to a point where we, we started getting too sophisticated for our own good in that way, where it's like, oh, you're supposed to have a little room, and if there's no room available, wait till you get home. I mean, the baby doesn't have a timetable. I mean, it's not like, okay, it's about right, lunchtime now for the baby, so... Mom, can we do this yeah. when we get home? Oh, okay, no problem. I'll wait another 30 minutes. And if you're at Sanson City doing your shopping and uh, you're feeling hungry, do you go and get your takeaway and go and sit in the ladies' bathroom or the men's bathroom and go sit on a toilet and eat it? No, no. absolutely not. And, and the same people that are complaining about, that, that would complain about breastfeeding in public are the same people who are looking at your child and going like, can you not control your child? Look how it's screaming. It's like it was screaming because it's hungry. hungry. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you can either have a screaming child or you can have a fed child. Like, you know... What you tend to find is a lot of those people who complain about screaming children are the same people that frown upon exactly. breastfeeding. Exactly. exactly. So it's a catch twenty two. <laughs> now you were talking about like how how they ideally say that it needs to be six months, the first six months of a baby's life, and it needs to be breastfeed, breastfed. How does that affect children like going forward in terms of in terms of oral fixation? If you breastfeed them for too short, or you you breastfeed them for too long? How, I mean, like Freud had a whole thing about that and blah blah blah. But I don't want to get like psychoanalytic on it. But I'm just saying. How does it from a from a mental kind of point of view? I mean, I know from physical the physical side, there's a lot of benefits to doing that. But like, are there any mental kind of components to it? Jane, yes. I don't know if you've got a. For me, a lot of the studies and stuff that we read up on is, is it's got a lot more to do with jaw development, uh, facial muscles. They're quite different. What we the muscles we use to breastfeed compared to bottle feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of emotional support and things like that, so your bonding between mother and baby um, is obviously that much greater for a mom who gets to look down at her beautiful mm, baby yeah, sure, and know sure. that she herself, her body, is able to, and our bodies are incredible. Besides the fact that we can grow a baby inside them, we can then take them out and feed them and provide absolutely everything that they need with mm. our own bodies. Mm. 
it's an incredible relationship and and for the child as well like in in your arms looking up at you knowing that you're nurturing it nourishing it it's it's also i mean i imagine that's the bonding experience too and i think a lot of us children of the 70s a lot of us weren't breastfed um i think that was very fashionable in those days formula was taking off Mm. it it was the 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 fancy thing to do um but so I don't believe that my mom ever loved any of us less because she didn't breastfeed us, but you know the immunological (laughs) benefits and and all of that. Yes, we did lose out on that with formula feeding and not having. And you find that the the formula fed babies will tend to more illness. Um, So also for a mom that's going back to work, um, more absenteeism for the mom because she's got to look after a baby that is sick more mm. frequently okay. versus a baby that's getting antibodies all the time. Yeah. Look, I found that there's a lot of colic, or if you want to call it that, where the baby, um, even though we've burped her after a feed, um, changed her nappy, she's just, she's either wanting to eat all the time or she's just crying all the time or she's got a, a sore stomach. We've bought everything, colic ease, uh, uh, every sort don't of look you at don't, me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Why am I looking at you exactly? You don't know nothing about this. I don't know. But almost every other product that is out there that can help babies with colic, and, and it just seems to not be going away. Jane, I mean, how are you actually feeding that baby? Um, it's on-demand feeding, I suppose. Yes, so when but the what baby... position are you using at oh, the breast? Um, kind of across the across the Madonna. breast, the Madonna. Yeah, that's the what Madonna, we would hey? call the Madonna position. Wow, this so is fascinating. I would suggest <laughs> that you 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 feed the baby as much as you can in an upright position, ah, so you have the head here, and then the baby's the baby's bum is on your knee. Mm-hmm. So from the head to the bum, the baby is straight. So as the baby is drinking, it's drinking in an upright position. That's how does that help? That's amazing. How, uh, because the the they don't collect wind. Yes. If, if you are um, feeding them in an upright position. The other way wow. you can do it is if you latch them in the Madonna position, as you are accustomed mm. to doing, and then you lean backwards, and then they lie on you with their head on the boob and their feet on the opposite hip. Okay. So then they are drinking uphill. Uh-huh. And that way they can control the milk. So you often find that a baby uh-huh. collects a lot of wind when the first letdown, we call it letdown, comes when the first milk rushes in and then they can't control it. So they usually, they usually unlatch themselves because the milk's flowing too fast. Yes. It's like trying to drink from a fire hydrant. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got, we've got a, a caller, uh, Bianca, who's just, uh, well, written in on WeChat and she says Bianca says Ruterina is that, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, yeah I think so. so yeah. Ruterina, that's what we got as well. Ruterina drops works for colic babies. It's also not just a flavor of the month kind of thing. It really works. You can get it from the pharmacy. We tried that. Uh there's another product called InfoCol that that is out there that is Especially imported from the UK, you'll realize that you're going to just spend a lot of money. You know, in the first couple of weeks, you're just buying whatever you think will make the baby stop crying. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. To me, sure, what worked really nicely for us was a chiropractor. I heard about that. To a chiropractor. Why did you need to go to a chiropractor, Roger? Well, in the in the the natural birthing process, the baby goes through the birth canal and pretty much gets straightened out by the mom's muscles and uh, going through the pelvis. But we had the same problem as you did, where 
Michelle unfortunately couldn't have a natural birth. We wanted to go that way, but mm. ended up with a Caesar. And speaking about that, actually, uh, we are one of the highest. We have one of the highest rates of cesarean births in the world. Yeah. Private uh, sector. In the private sector, even compared to more developed countries, like in France, you have to have a really good reason as to why you want a c- yeah. cesarean uh, section birth. Whereas here in South Africa, you can just go in and your gynecologist says, have a Caesar. It's just, here's a date and it's easier. Come you know? out through the sunroof. Yeah, come out through the sunroof. So, yeah. <laughs> so obviously we're going to have these problems. Yeah. And, and, and what happened with you guys? So, Hayden, our son, when we, we brought him home after, I think it was three or four days, can't remember exactly. Um, but on about day seven, just could not stop him crying. He was just going ballistic. So my chiropractor had spoken or mentioned it to me before that he does a lot of work with babies. So we took him to, to the chiro. And um, it, was, it was fascinating. He was lying on the table and the chiro is manipulating him. And he just grabbed him by the jaw and pulled his head upwards and said, let's give him a little bit of traction. And he stopped crying instantly. Oh, wow. And he went to sleep. That's I took both of my Caesar babies also to chiropractor and you almost watch them kind of go limp in yeah. their hands from this curled up tight little bundle and they just relax. So they basically just loosen up all the joints and, and make sure that everything's working properly. You, you, you can never really know whether it's going to help or not, but it's worth a try. But in your, in your experience, Roger, as a man, um, didn't you find that for the first couple of weeks you felt kind of spare? And, and what did you do to overcome that? What, what, what advice would you give to other men? Yeah, look, I think you are absolutely spare. I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's very little that, that you can do apart from support your wife and, and make sure that she has everything at her disposable to try and, uh, and do this job that she's now got to do. Um, obviously, I've got access to all of the, the products and went shopping in our warehouse before. Uh, we went to the hospital, so I had everything at hand. Um, and maybe that's something that you can do. You know, Michelle, after after Hayden was born in those first few hours, had a couple of complications and the breastfeeding wasn't starting off. So I took our hospital-grade pump and attached it and expressed some colostrum and fed it to Hayden. Um, you know, with all of the drugs and having gone through major surgery, um, mm. Michelle wasn't able to... Yeah, think straight, let alone, let yeah. alone sort of yeah. do anything. We also had a lactation consultant on hand, which was very helpful. Um, but yeah, just be available. Learn to sterilize pump parts. Okay, well, here's the other thing, though. Before we go any further, I just want to <laughs> say to all our listeners out there, we are giving away a free Harmony manual two-phase breast pump today. So write in on, on WeChat or you can call us. Uh, and also you can you know reach us on Facebook or on Twitter. But if you want to call in, it's 0861-555-189. That's 0861-555-189. Uh, and, and communicate with us and you might stand the chance of winning... Um, Medela Harmony Manual Two-Phase Breast Pump. Am I saying that right? Because I, I call That's it Medela, <laughs> but then you call it Medela. I say Medela, even you say the potato, Swiss I say, say potato. Medela. Okay. The, so it's, it's pronounced everywhere. But funnily enough, our, our Swiss consultant that comes out to visit us here in South Africa, he quite likes the way South Africans say it. Okay, how do I, what, what, with Medela. Medela. Okay, because this is like Kim Kardashian's breast pump, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. You've oh, okay. got the same one as Kim. All right, well, me and my wife are on that level as Kim and Kanye, as you know. Nice. Right, Malcolm? Nice. <laughs> so you can get yourself a Harmony Manual two-phase breast pump. 
bump right here today only on Black Life. Um, I have to say we've got these really cool stress balls that they gave us as well. We're not giving these away. No, we're not, I'm, I'm not, holding I was on to this. Like, yeah, this I'll give so one mine. Like, no, I'm not giving this anything like this My away. My girlfriend's oh. in fucking Hungary. I need to hold <laughs> on to this. You need to hold on to this. You should like drill a hole in it and then, you know, maybe you can put, I don't know what your favorite drink is. And you can oh, fill it with that. Mm. No, yeah, it's got a funny pink gel that comes out of it. I don't think you want to try and drink that. But it does feel kind of. Like, it, feels it feels good. Yeah, like it feels, it feels like a silicone breast. Which is, is it? Quite nice. I've never felt the silicone breast. Oh, no, I've been feeling it all week. No. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we've got a caller, um, or rather, someone who's contacting us via WeChat. I'm just trying to open that, and it's. Aiden De Villiers, and he says, "Are you able to send the prize to the UK, Aiden?" Um, I don't think so. But actually. you could probably pick one up at a pharmacy in the UK. Boots. Yeah, yeah. There's boots, about yeah. 1,100 boots across the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, Aiden. Sorry, buddy. But uh, this this is only open to our listeners who are out here just just because of trying to get it back into the UK from South Africa. We, we might run into customs problems and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, but it's also just easier for you to go to boots. <laughs> it's probably easier. But your boots aren't. They're made for walking. Exchange rate. Okay. I just wanted to add quickly to Misha when we had the lactation consultant come in and see us the second time with my little son three years ago at the hospital. One of the best things that she did was empower my husband to feel like he could help with breastfeeding. Now, that's yeah, what we want to talk about. <laughs> How did that, what, what was exactly the advice that this lactation specialist gave to your husband for that? First and foremost, she showed him that the position, my, my son had a tongue tie, so we did battle to get him to latch in the beginning. Even though I work for Medela and I've been helping moms with <laughs> latching and stuff, I couldn't latch him. When she came in, she diagnosed that he had the tongue tie and then showed us a special way that we had to get him on. She showed my husband how to actually put the pillows onto my lap to get my body into the correct position. And he was the one who put baby to the breast. What we often find is that the dads are a little bit more forceful than us moms. We're very gentle and tensitive and, oh, baby, oh, sweetie pie, you know, we're dads. Just due to your physical size yes. and stuff, I find that I'm like that as well. <laughs> That's probably why I get the baby to burp so easy. It's like, come on, dads, <laughs> dads, dads tend to get the burps out way easier than mm-hmm. us moms do mm-hmm. because of that. We kind of foof about a little bit yeah. and tap too light, where you guys kind of give a much firmer grip, a much firmer tap. But the other thing that she showed him, so besides making sure I was comfortable, that I had something to drink, and all of those bits, was. When you look at your baby and your wife is breastfeeding, what was your natural instinct? To rub baby's head. Exactly. Baby's suck receptors, when they are newborn, are all on the top of their head. So that natural thing that you had to do to touch your baby's head actually got them to start going... But then they, they were like, oh, stop touching the baby's head. You're disturbing her while she's trying to eat. Yeah, there's a lot of bad advice, I think. Mm, there you go. Well, thank you for, thank you for like, putting a lot of that bad advice to rest. I mean, yeah. like, I find this absolutely fascinating. I have no intention of ever having a child. Like, but if you were to. But if I were <laughs> to, you like, I go really. back to this podcast and go, like, there's so much to learn. I had no idea it was this complex, like, but, just but, in terms of breastfeeding. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And in fact, when people, you know, want to find out more information that maybe they, they, they've, 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 they've Curiosity has been piqued and they want to know where they can get hold of you guys. You do actually have a place where people can come to, right? We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We've got um, our website. We also have a, um, a little lactation consultancy at our offices. And where's that? 
Triple One Oxford Road. It's on the corner of Griswold Road and Saxonwold, Johannesburg. Okay. Um, between Kyla, between Kilani and Rosebank. Pretty exactly. Much. Pretty much halfway between okay. the two. And you need to make an appointment. <laughs> okay. If you want to actually have uh, Jane um, or Anne physically see you, and Jane does actual, Jane is a qualified IBCLC or an international bird certified lactation consultant. So she can weigh your baby. Give proper breastfeeding advice and assistance as well. Awesome. Um, and on Facebook and Twitter, where can we find you guys? Facebook, we are Medela South Africa. Okay. Um, all in normal okay. words, <laughs> but mm-hmm. with capital letters to start. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and Twitter, we're at Medela underscore SA. Medela with a capital M as well. That's M E D E L A. That's Correct. it. And our website is www.breastpumps with an S on the end. Co.za. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, we're going to continue with the rest of the show, but first we're just going to go for. Uh, shall we just do something uh, uh, short for a while? And uh, let's see. Talk about this. No, maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put on a castle light commercial Like just in case you're feeling particularly thirsty You know, after all of that But no, no, we're not going to do that we're Castle gonna, light gives we're gonna, head We're going to come back with something else Well, well some women do believe that if you have a beer It helps your milk supply <laughs> oh, really? I'm going to mention that to my wife this very evening Milk stout no, being preferable beer, Not if you have a beer Oh, if she has a beer, not me having a beer No Okay, well, if we both, both have, have a beer, beer together, together. Yeah. Exactly Alright, thanks so much for coming into the studio, guys Thank you and remember, there you can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, and at www.medela.co.za. No, no, breast pumps. Breast pumps. I'm glad you were listening. Okay, we'll be right back after this. Yeah, man. So we're back, and um, that was a really interesting topic. Yeah, I learned For a lot. Me. I mean, I, I needed that. I, I needed that. Not that I need to know any of it. Well, well, but you, I mean, I think it's always know. good to know. You never know. What if you, you babysit someone else's baby? Yeah, well, I won't be breastfeeding somebody's baby that I'm babysitting. But you I? might be feeding them with a bottle and doing it in the Madonna position. Ex- yeah, you're now right. you you're know, right. Malcolm, that, that it's the it wrong to way. It needs to be upright, and, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. And then how to burp. Okay, cool. Okay, got it. But speaking of which, you're not going to have babies. you got a new girlfriend. i got a new girlfriend. Has she gone back to Vegas? She's not gone back to Vegas. She's gone to Europe to visit her dad. So are you going to follow her to Europe? No, not this time. But it was interesting because we, she was running late i had to get her to the airport yesterday and she okay. hadn't packed yet huh? so we had to try and figure out like how to pack for her overseas trip and make sure that she had everything she keeps rubbing in the fact that like you know it's 24 with a maximum of 30 and at this point it's like okay so you're gonna need hand luggage with a couple of like swimming suits and that's it like bathing suits yes and you're done so which part of europe was she going to go Hungary. Hungary. Um, their summer's real. It's like it's either summer or it's winter. Yeah, There's yeah, no, yeah, like yeah, like the British summer where it's, it's summer, but it's kind of winter at the same time. Yeah, and it, and it rains all the time. Yes. But, but the thing is, that's that's an important point. If you're traveling, don't try and predict the weather. Exactly. Look at the weather. Look at Figure the weather. out what the weather's doing. But it's also very important if you're traveling to pack just enough of everything. You have to have just in, um, outfits for just in case it rains, a hot day, and if it's particularly cold. And then from there, the majority, I guess, of what you're wearing is going to be based on what the weather is like, I suppose. Well, it all depends on what kind of traveler you are. I mean, like, you know, there's a school of thought of, like, make sure that you're covered for all all kind of weather conditions. There's also a school of thought that's, like, leave enough space in your luggage so you can go and buy whatever, like, wardrobe you need when you're there. I I really am not cool about going somewhere and then buying stuff while I'm there. I'm, I'm about... 
I like shopping like anybody else, I suppose, but I don't think one needs to go on holiday to go shop. No, sure, I mean? but the, the opportunity always presents itself. You're going to end up going like, oh, I want to buy some wine, I want to buy some like some cigarettes. Of course, I wanna, of course. Like, whatever the that case sort of thing, be. but not for but clothes. Like, no, but there are things that you can get there that you can't get here. Like, for instance, if you're going during winter and you want to get like a really good coat, That's true. We, we don't That's have true. really good coats here no, because we don't. we don't really have to worry about winter. There's the hard like winters. three days of like, you know, cold it's weather. It's already here, summerish. Really. It's summer, exactly. But, but here are some other tips. I mean, it says here, don't forget the first aid kit. Really? 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 Like what? A couple of plasters and like some hangovers. You can't even take any hard drugs these days. You can't. can't. And and what? I'm going to pack like, you know, every, every event pack. Just in case I burn. Just in case I get a snake bite. No, but just in case I get a really bad headache. Sunburn. Sunburn for sure. Sunburn, depending on where you go. But besides that. Really? You don't need you don't to need much more. Name tags are there to help. Yes, they are. Yes. They are. Because everybody's luggage kind of looks the same unless you go and buy something that really sucks out. I mean, yeah. I went and bought like a gold travel case because it's the only uh, gold travel case that'll come around there. So I don't have helpful. to stand around looking at like name tags and stuff. I know that mm. when it comes out, that's mine. That's I can yours. Grab it and other away. people know obviously not to take it because they know that it's not just yes. your standard black yeah, exactly. uh, suitcase. But yeah. if, you know, that, that that's something that's a valuable point. Make sure that it's easily identified. Identifiable, um, your luggage, uh, and also make sure that you, you don't overpack because a lot of people overpack on their way. I mean, we just speak about a bit of shopping. Chances are you are going to do some shopping, and when you come back, the surprise is always how expensive it is when you come back from from an overseas trip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it says you skip the shoes. Um, okay, <laughs> I think what they're trying to <laughs> that's say is, a fair point. Though, don't take too like, many shoes. Yeah, don't take too many. Like take three, maybe. You know, three. so take. I mean, take you, need a, you need a formal pair. Yeah, you need a pair of sneakers. Yeah, and maybe and an maybe alternative, a, and maybe a pair of sandals for the beach. Depending on where you're going, obviously. I mean, otherwise you might need a pair of boots for for the, for the Russian winter. Yeah, exactly. But then you probably it's better to get the boots in Russia. Mm. Okay. No, he has, he has an interesting point. Hand luggage. Hand luggage is very important. There's a reason why you do hand luggage, and that's because... Tell me about things, that, because a lot of the times I'm, I get that really mixed up. Okay, there are things that you, you don't need immediately that you can put in your suitcase. But things okay. like medication, if you're taking like uh-huh. psychiatric medication, put that in your hand luggage. Especially put, if you're taking psychiatric medication. Absolutely, because you don't want to lose your shit on the plane. Yeah, they exactly. arrest you for that. No, they Trust do. me, it's they not fun. They you away. It's not fun. It's not like you can smoke a joint to calm no, down. No, um, <laughs> not nowadays, no. Not <laughs> now. Um, and you want to put, put like your passport, your money. Make sure you've got some currency. Make sure you've got some cash. Where you arrive. Yeah. I mean, I arrived in Lagos with like <laughs> hundreds <laughs> arrived, no, with of nothing, dollars. With nothing. Are you crazy? I You're going to Lagos. Lagos. You I know. need money to get and off I the plane. Like, I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll use my card. And the guy I was traveling with was like, no, dude, how are you going to get your luggage? I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, no, guy. This is Lagos. This is Lagos, right? You have right? to pay for everything. Yes. <laughs> we can get you a luggage, but it's going to cost you $100. <laughs> okay. So make sure you've got some currency. Make sure you've got your passport and some kind of like identification in case you lose your passport. Exactly. Exactly, um, and the most important thing as well is is the adapters. Don't yeah. get to the country and then try and look for an adapter where you can charge your iPhone with because it's too late. Yeah, and it's stage. not the kind of I mean, like everybody walks around going like, eh, "Have you got an iPhone charger for me? I need I need an <laughs> iPhone charger." It's like, like going into like hyperventilation and shock and stuff like that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I see. Yeah, they say categorize your clothes, but like. 
Like how? Why? Like how? Like when you're packing, put all your underwear on one side, put ah. your socks underneath, like, you know, it kind of... Doesn't that come it. naturally to most people? No, it doesn't. It doesn't because like some people don't think like, oh, wait, hang on. I've got three pairs of shoes because we've told you to take three yeah. pairs of shoes. Nobody put thinks like, oh, wait, hang on a second. Put the shoes at the bottom yes. and then put your underwear inside the shoes. Put your socks uh, inside the shoes. Yeah, come yeah. close in space. Yeah. Put your, like, roll up your jeans and put yes. them on the right hand side of your case yes. because then like, you know, when you get there, it's easy to unzip because you unzip from the right hand side, grab a pair of jeans, put them on because you've got like the fresh underwear in your shoes and you're done. You don't have to dig through your case to try and find where your clothes are. This is Make your life sense. Because I've always tried to pack extra neat. What I do is pants go on one side from jeans at the bottom because they're the heaviest up to like slacks and that sort of thing. And then shirts always go slacks. on top. Who wears slacks? What man? do you call it's formal in, pants? It's our pant. <laughs> You know what? I, think I like that old school way of calling things what they are for a reason. You knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I did. Slacks. I, I was imagining you wearing a pair of women's like bell bottom pants. Slacks. You know what slacks are, man. Don't mess with me, man. And they're not women's bell bottom pants. Even men can wear slacks. Okay, moving on. Damn it. Um, it says pack a mini wardrobe in your hand luggage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because As in mini, like, pack I've, a nice jacket for I've, the plane. No, no, not only that. I've had this before where I've arrived in, in Mozambique, for instance, and my luggage arrived three days later. Ooh, so that you know, happened to me in pack, LA. Pack a, pack something that you can have in your hand luggage that you That's can just true. like go, okay, clean underwear, clean t-shirts, like you know, just make a toothbrush. A toothbrush. That well, always I mean, helps, especially on like an eleven-hour flight. Yeah, exactly. you, know, you, you need all that stuff. They kind of like little toothbrushes sometimes, but they, they do. do. They do, but those things don't really work. You want yours? No. And, and the other thing that I find that really works as well is is when I said a nice jacket. I mean, just in case it gets cold. Or Which it, it does on the hot. plane. It gets cold it on gets, the plane. Like, let's be honest. In the it middle gets of the really night, cold it gets really cold. Now, now <laughs> it's interesting because this one says strip at airport for the heading. Mm. I don't want to strip. I'm, I'm not telling you to strip at the airport. <laughs> what yeah. we're saying is get prepared for the fact that you may need to take your shoes, your belt, your jacket. That's Especially what when traveling to the UK mm. and to the US. United States. If you're going to the United States, make sure that the shoes that you're wearing to the airport are lace free. Because yep. you're going to take them off. Try wear pants that don't need a belt. So your favorite pair of jeans that actually fits nicely. Because you're going to probably take those off as well. And, and, and be aware of that. Be, mm. be conscious of the fact that you're going to get to, to the, the checkpoint and they're going to ask you to take that stuff off. Don't be the guy who gets there and goes, Oh, I must take my shoes off now. And then you're wearing like, I don't know, 24 up ducks. And exactly. you've got to like sit there for half I mean, an hour. And imagine? everybody behind you is going, this guy. Seriously. Yeah. 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 And there's don't long queues, especially when you're traveling in the States at airports. There's Always that long queue to get through security checkpoints because they're making you take off everything—your hats, your shoes. In fact, if you can if you can avoid it, don't wear a hat at a uh, at an airport in the states because you're gonna have to take it off anyway. Yeah, and don't carry any sharp objects. Don't carry no. any flammable objects. Try and carry as little metallic objects on your person as possible because you're gonna go in and out of of that uh, uh, um, X-ray machine that that's gonna check because you're gonna be making a lot of noise. So carry as little coins in your pockets as possible. Make sure that your belt buckle is not heavy and it's not too metallic um if you can take your watch off and put it in your hand luggage before you get there and of course i mean things like electronics laptops and those sort of things are obviously going to be searched but it is important to carry a laptop if you want your own uh, entertainment on board when you're traveling yeah, absolutely that's absolutely. always a good thing now uh, the thing is uh, i'm wondering why we're telling guys how to travel We'll we'll tell you next week. Oh yeah, yeah. there's an important reason why there's we're important, telling you this. Like important you, you want to get ready to understand because we like, might be going away. Yeah, you need to grab a bag and leave. Right? 
you know, you may be, you may be you lucky might, enough to do that. You might be like Malema and, and you haven't paid your taxes. And, <laughs> and you, you have to and grab just a bag in case, and you leave. have to grab a bag and leave. You want to know. In which case, though, it's a grab, uh, grab a, a bag full of cash and yes, run. Yes, because that's all you need. If you've got a, a bag full of cash, you need nothing else. Although, you're not really allowed to travel with, with a bag full of cash. No, you're not. No, White you're T. Not. got caught at the airport but with $7 million dollars yeah, worth of cash in his bag. That's just dumb. Like but he doesn't like to use it. his card. Yeah, but guy in London, on. he's like, "Look, I prefer to pay cash at Harrods." <laughs> and I, I'm feeling like I'm like, you know what? He's got a point. Like uh, sometimes the card is declined, and you know you got money in there, but because you didn't tell the bank, and you know, I mean, me and YT when we travel, it's not like we're paying like hundred pounds here, hundred. It's like hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah. Now when we shop, American Express. Oh, okay. Uh, the black card. The black card. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure he's got one of those. I'm sure he does. So then why is he carrying cash around? Well, with to it? pay the strippers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, take a leaf out of my book. You don't yeah. need to pay strippers. You do, you do, no, you, you do. Don't. It's very good. It's very <laughs> good to do stripper. that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Apps that will run your world smoother. I mean, we always talk about gadgets and things like that. What, what are the latest apps that you, that you've seen around that are really Well, one helpful? that's really cool is called World Lens, which does, it's like Google Translate, but through, through I've heard about photography. that one. Like, especially in places like China, right? Where everything is written in Chinese. It's well, not they even haven't gotten that far yet. They, they've kind of done Spanish at this point, but absolutely. I mean, like, I'm sure it's only so a So it's good of for South away. America yeah. and Spain. And Spain, yes, Spanish, like. Yeah, but obviously Spain, obviously. Yeah, but you're immediately like, it's good for South America. I'm like, no, it's good for the Spanish. It's good for like Spain. It's good for like. Well, South America is where Spanish <laughs> is predominantly spoken, even yeah, more than Spain. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Fair oh. point. Fair point. So World Lens is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then obviously, uh, well, it's time for us to get out of here. There's Yelp. Yelp, we gotta go. Yelp, bye. Yelp, we gotta go. It helps you find bars and places. And uh, with that. We've got to say goodbye. Because we're going to uh, go find some bars and places. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for my said Black Life, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, as always, thanks for coming in, Malcolm. I hope that thanks you can for come in me. again. Yeah, I will. I will. Please, feel free. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Cheers. This is CliffCentral.com.